Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to this week's episode of Zach on Film, the last one of 2015. We thought Star Wars was going to be the last one, but we <laughs> were wrong. I figured we could squeeze one more in. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, I guess this actually comes out in 2016, doesn't it? Ah, uh, well, Does yeah, it? sure, technically. Well, it's one of those two. It's, it's one of those the last two. one or the first one. Yep. You guys decide. <laughs> uh, so just like last year, Steve and I are going to run down our top five movies of this past year. Yeah. Yeah, Stephen. So, uh, was it hard for you to put together your list this year? Um, it was a little bit. Mm-hmm. I kind of knew going into the holiday weekend what my top three were going to be. Mm-hmm. And then as the weekend progressed, I was like, you know what? I think I really am going to put one of these on my list just because I think it really is deserving mm-hmm. of this fifth place. Uh, fourth was easy. Third was my tough one. But the top two were strike were no no question. Really? Yeah. I actually just watched a couple movies uh, on iTunes this last week mm-hmm. and one of them ended up making it on my list oh, cool. that I was not even really aware of uh, and then I watched it and I was just blown away. And it made it on your list. It made it on my list at Excellent. number three. Well, I finally had a chance to catch up on some movies mm-hmm. from 2015. I finally yeah. had a chance to watch that Mission Impossible movie. Oh, the did Rogue you? Nation one. How it was wasn't that? too bad. It wasn't yeah. too bad at all. Good. Um, so yeah, it's uh, been a good year for movies overall and there's I, some really great ones. It was kind of tough. Uh, you know, I really wanted to put Beasts of No Nation on my mm-hmm, list. I agree. It almost made it. Yep. Because it's a very powerful movie. Now, I hope that it gets some some nom- some nominations. Yeah, there are, going back through it, there were a lot of really good movies that mm-hmm. came out this year mm-hmm. that you kind of just almost forget about because, one, uh, there was a really big movie release yeah. in December, and uh, that took up a lot of oxygen thinking about other mu- movies. Right. Uh, but you go back, you know, all the way back to February, January, March, there mm-hmm. was still solid movies coming out then that some of us just got around to watching yeah. in the last couple of months. Yeah. Uh, my number two it actually came out in February really? of this year. So it's one of those that came out way in mm-hmm. the dumping ground season, but it was still good enough to make it onto my top five. Yeah. And uh, I'll just start off with my top five. Sure. My number five, because it actually came out almost an entire year ago. Okay. Uh, we had a conversation before, like, is this count? And technically, why release January 5th, 2015? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost forgot about it until I was just kind of flipping through some top 2015 movie lists. I'm like, oh, yeah, it did come out. And it's amazing. My number five movie 2015 is Selma mm. from Ava DuVernay, mm-hmm. who uh, that was actually up for Oscars last year at one I believe one Oscar for best song. Um, I drove to Salina, and yeah. if no one's familiar with the, mm-hmm. the geography of Kansas, it's not really that far. It's about an hour away. But I went to watch it there, uh, actually on Martin Luther King Day, 
uh, because I didn't have to work if we right. didn't watch that. Yeah, uh, absolutely great film. The performances were fantastic. Um, a lot of people out of there have gotten some roles, I think, based off of what they did there. Mm -hmm. uh, the director has been in talks for Marvel movies after this. She's doing other works. Uh, Selma is a breathtaking movie. I mean, it starts off with the uh, Birmingham church bombing. Right. Uh, so it set the stage really hardcore uh, right at the beginning. And then the way they portrayed Martin Luther King Jr. throughout the film, I thought was very... Uh, you know, not putting him up on a pedestal, pedestal right, but keeping right. him as a realistic hero as, as somebody what he did mm -hmm. uh, was just great portrayal throughout the entire film. Absolutely loved it. Kept me thinking all the way back home and then for months afterwards. So my number five movie 2015 is Selma. Uh, my number five movie for 2015 is one that just came out uh, over the Christmas holiday. Mm. It's Quentin Tarantino's Hateful uh, Eight. Ah, yes. Now, we should have a talk another time about the awful experience that I had the the worst it's it is the worst single worst, the worst? movie theater experience of 2015. Ugh. Gosh. And we'll we'll talk about that another time right. uh, if you want. But um, Hateful Eight in itself is a really, really good movie. Mm -hmm. It is set in uh, the West. It's set in Wyoming. Um, it's after the Civil War. It um, takes place during a blizzard, and it features uh, Kurt Russell's character, John Ruth, taking a prisoner to Rock City. I think it's Red Rock, Red Rock City or something like that to be hanged, and he is going to collect the bounty on her. Along the way, he meets Samuel L. Jackson's character. He also meets um, Walton Goggins, uh, who is fantastic in this movie. As a, and I guess he's a lead. I don't think he's a supporting role, but uh, he plays the sheriff of the new town. Uh, you've even got uh, Timothy Roth is fantastic. I mean, every everyone that's in this movie, I believe Quentin Tarantino has worked with before. I was trying to think if there's somebody in this movie that he hasn't worked with before. Maybe Jennifer Jason Lee. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to think, but even uh, even uh, Tim Roth was in. Um, Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction yeah. and so it's like, man, here's a list. Michael Madsen appears in this, of course. Um, oh, here's somebody that uh, I don't think Quentin Tarantino has ever worked with. It is, um, um, what's his name? Uh, Pretty Boy from uh, Magic Mike. Um, uh, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum, Channing oh, yeah, Tatum no. plays a small but pivotal role in this movie. Interesting. And um, all very, very good. This is a very long movie. It does have an intermission in it. And the way that Tarantino plays with the intermission is very cool in itself as well when you come back to watch the movie because suddenly he becomes the narrator of this tale and he's like, okay, over the last 15 minutes, this is what's happened. And he's narrating Whoa. it to you while you're kind of catching up on this. And he's like, oh, wait, but before that, here's something else you need to know. And that sets up the second half. The first half is all character development where you're just learning about these characters and learning what makes them hate each other or like each other or trust each other or in Kurt Russell's case, not trust anybody. And um, there's a little bit of a twist to it, but the second half is really, really bloody. Mm -hmm. It's it's pretty gory and it's pretty graphic. Okay. So if you thought Kill Bill was graphic, then this one is, is graphic as oh, well. But really? I thought the story was really good. And I commend Tarantino for going through the work of shooting this in 70 millimeter, something that hasn't been done in 50 years, presenting it in a roadshow format, which hasn't been done in 50 years, mm -hmm. and to let people experience what cinema is like. It's unfortunate that I had a horrible movie-going experience, but again, yes. we'll talk about that in the future. Absolutely. I really think Jennifer Jason Lee deserves an Oscar nomination for this because she is so good in this movie, playing somebody that you want to like but also hate, mm -hmm. and she gets brutalized a lot in this movie, as, as her character does. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that... I would like to see her as a nomination mm. in this. Um, so that's why it's it's my number five for this year. Fantastic. Hateful Eight. I'm yep. looking forward to it very much. You really should see it oh, in the I'm theater. Oh, I'm planning on it. 
Number four, uh, a movie that also came out just before the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been waiting on it for years. Um, after one company was sold to another one, we went to a galaxy far, far away. We flew through space. My number four, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. That is also my number four. Ah, yes. You know, it's you know I mentioned during our um, discussion the spoilery review that we did. I yep. said, you know what? It harkens back to a lot of other stuff. And I said, well, that while that is kind of a little bit of a letdown once you see it, yep. overall, it still fits within this movie. And I still kind of mm-hmm. stand behind that. That I'm not trying to bring the movie down. I'm just pointing out that it is. Yeah, it is churning out what people want. I think it is. Uh, in in a year of films that were reboots, sequels, redos, complete re- makeovers, the poltergeist, whatever the crap that was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the Star Wars: The Force Awakens mm-hmm. did what so many movie franchises want to do, where they kept the spirit of what came right, before, right. but advanced it mm-hmm. to new territory that yeah. had never been seen yet. And I think that was important. And I think that. If they didn't pay the fan service that needed to be paid, mm-hmm. it would be hard to get new characters like yeah. Finn and Ray and um, uh, Poe Dameron mm-hmm. and BB-8 <laughs> to be recognized as legitimate characters right. in this universe. So I'm kind of glad that this was a movie that was pushed off from May to December. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that J.J. Um, Abrams had the time to kind of tell the story that he wanted to tell. I think fans, obviously, with all the records that are yeah. being shattered with this movie, love it. Mm-hmm. New people who are coming into this, I think, really love it as well. So it, I think it's really deserving as, as being on one of my top five movies for 2015. Plus, yeah. you know, we've waited for 20 yeah, years forever. For it, so. And, you know, I watched it again for the second time uh, this past weekend. And for as much as I thought some of... I don't want to spoil anything because we're not doing that show. Right, right. Some of the references back to the one sure. I thought on the second viewing, they were actually not as significant as I thought they yeah, were. Yeah. I thought they, they kind of just moved past them. But on that first mm-hmm. viewing, you're so jacked up and since we mm-hmm. you're taking everything in. But on the second view, it didn't really oh, that's good. seem as much. Good. So I was really happy with that. I have, I have not been able to go see that again. I wanted to, but my mm-hmm. oldest doesn't want, really have very much interest <gasps> in it. Shock. I know, really. He's no son of mine. Um, but, uh, yeah, so yeah, good. I, I, I do want to see it again, but if yeah. I have to wait for it to come out in uh, video release, that's fine. Too. That'll be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we skip to our number threes. Number three is the movie I just watched over the weekend. Okay. Uh, I'm script, I'm skimming through iTunes cause they're doing huge sales right now. I picked up, oh, right. uh, what did I pick up? Mad Max. I finally got mm-hmm. Selma. I downloaded, um, I picked up Ex Machina, which I have not oh, man, watched really yet. Good. It's sitting on there. It's, it's one that came dollars. close to being on here. Yeah. I've, everyone is talking about it. Uh, and oh, then yeah, I, I, went, I picked up, uh, like I said, uh, Mission Impossible, nine mm-hmm. bucks. I was like, wow, Everything what a deal. Everything is super cheap right now. Yeah. Um, so I stumbled upon this movie called Meadowland. Oh, yeah, which, yeah, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. Uh, is Olivia Wilde mm-hmm. and Luke Wilson. Mm-hmm. It is fantastic. It was, uh, it's a director whose name I forget, who was, uh, it's his first directorial debut. He was at once a cinematographer, still does cinematography on Meadowland. Uh, absolutely stunning visuals uh in this film and uh the the performances by olivia wilde and luke wilson were had some great differences as they were going through this tragedy uh, in their marriage Mm -hmm. and as they as that played out on the screen the the screen it was just brutal but believable in how they expressed their anguish and guilt and sadness over what had happened in their lives. Uh, it was just absolutely uh, uh, and just amazing to watch. And I think part of it was I actually watched a foreign film right before it, 
called Victoria, which is on my also oh, rands, right. which mm-hmm. is this long one shot take, which was amazing. Uh, and to, then to see such beautiful cinematography and skill and just pacing and it didn't it the editing was well done didn't drag out any any uh, longer than it needed to be it was a tight like 93 oh, minutes good. uh w- just a wonderful film that i never expected to watch and just crept up onto me out of nowhere and made it at my number three mm-hmm. uh, my number three is one that we've talked about on the show and that is dope uh, ah. where we look at malcolm and his friends who are all into the uh, 90s hip-hop culture and then mm-hmm. they get slammed into reality of drug culture of today and what it means to be an adult and what it means to be involved with uh, drug trafficking and how they deal with that. It's very, it's a very fun movie, mm-hmm. um, but there are some really touching moments. And I, and I really think that uh, the guy that played Malcolm, uh, what's his name? Shamik Moore. Mm-hmm. Again, something that is Oscar worthy continuer. And you know, I really wish I could have put beasts of no nation on here because the kid in that movie. Yeah is also really deserving of a nomination. But Dope was so good, and it was so both refreshing to see the tale that was being told in the way that it was being told as almost, it's almost the opposite of Straight Outta Compton mm-hmm. as far as the narrative and that it's mm-hmm. a little bit more fun and a little bit more loose with things that are going on. But then suddenly it's like, hey, wait, there's also some reality that's going on here, and then how do we, per-, you know, and, and the big message at the end is, you know, how do we perceive someone of a different background mm-hmm. than us? And how does that inf- influence and inf- affect the way we move forward? And I think that was the real message about that is, you know, you don't know me, you don't know anything about me. So why are you making these assumptions about mm-hmm. me? And it, it's something that I, I think about a lot. It's probably a movie, one of the movies that for this year, since we've watched it, I've thought about at least maybe once a week or once every other week about how good that movie was. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to sit down and watch it again. I think dope has been my most recommended film of the year. To oh, really? People mm-hmm. because it's, it's something that not everyone has seen. So I don't want to recommend, right. you know, star Wars, obviously right, people know about right, that. Right, right, but right. dope, I think is something that slipped under the radar completely. And I think it's just been out there and people have been missing it. And so I've been recommending it to all my friends. Some of, some of them have been smart. Listen to me and have absolutely <laughs> enjoyed it. Uh, but dope, Absolutely deserving the spot you gave it on your list. Yeah. Moving on to number two uh, was a film we just did, I don't know, about a month ago on the Zach on film. Okay. One that I absolutely love. Steven was a little lukewarm on, uh, but I watched it and I thought about it and discussed it with other friends. Uh, is the end of the tour. Oh, yeah, yeah. With uh, uh, Jason Siegel and mm-hmm. uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, just two guys essentially talking for I don't know like 100 minutes like or something a little like that. over an hour hour and yeah, a half something yeah something like that um I absolutely was enthralled with this film I this is one of those films where there's not many where I like rewatching a lot right but this is something I could watch like five times a year and not oh, be really? bored with yeah, yeah, yeah every time I mean I watch it twice and I watch it like twice back to back and completely enjoy the dialogue of these two characters and just how it was just, just talking. It was just something I wasn't expecting and absolutely loved and continue to think about. And I, I expect a lot of Jason Siegel's like long drawn out, uh, talking moments to end up on random clips yeah, on yeah. Facebook. Everyone's sharing just because that's the type of stuff that would be shared on right, Facebook. Right. Uh, but I completely enjoyed the film. Uh, and I'm expecting to like buy it on Blu-ray, which oh, is cool. rare and just yeah. watch it all the time. Excellent. Into the door, my number two. Excellent. 
Uh, my number two is also one that didn't get a lot of recognition. In fact, it's an Australian movie that mm. came out to the United States after it had already been through a couple of film festivals, and it debuted in like February, which is a dumping ground. Mm-hmm. Domestically, it only made $68,000. But I watched this movie, and I was blown away, and I've talked about it before. It stars Ethan Hawke, um, uh, Sarah Snook, and Noah Taylor. It's all about time travel. Travel, And well, we're introduced to Ethan Hawke, who's a temporal agent who's trying to find the fizzle bomber. And through the story, he kind of is telling his story, but also he's listening to a story from this um, novelist. And she's in a they meet in a bar and she's trying to tell her story. And I really can't tell you anything more than that, because the movie will flip you on your head. It'll make you scream. What? No way. <laughs> and it's just. It is just weird. It's based on Robert Heinlein's All You Zombies. Um, But uh, this movie is exceptionally done, both in the story that they're telling, because it deals with gender uh, a lot is the big part of it. Um, It deals with time travel. But then from the cinematography side, because it's a time travel movie and you're revisiting certain points again and again and again, and the way it's presented is things are hidden Early in the movie. So the first time that you meet Ethan Hawke, he's trying to um, stop the fizzle bomber and a bomb goes off in his face and someone comes to help him. And the way that they shoot it is you never see who that person is. And then the next time you're back at that location, it's not like they're recycling stuff again. It's all new angles so that you can see more that adds to the story that's being told and makes these puzzle pieces Mm. become more clear It is one of the best time travel movies I have seen in recent time. Um, I don't know. I still think Back to the Future is my number one with Primer. And what's the other one that we watched um, uh, not too long ago? But this one is definitely of of all the time travel movies out there. I don't think Looper, but it's it's another one in that Mm. vein. Um, It is definitely my top three or five for time travel movies. It is that good. And I really encourage people to watch it. But. It will probably, if you're someone who's a strict conservative, you will not like the movie. Mm. But um, if you're open-minded, this movie just it will knock you on your butt and make you go, wow, let me rethink everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very cool. Awesome. It's Predestination. Uh, it is by uh, Michael uh, Spierig and Peter Spierig uh, are the directors on that, writers gotcha. and directors on that. Uh, before we do number ones, you want to do some also rans or you yeah. want to hit it afterwards? No, we've uh, talked about some of our also rans yeah. for me as a beast of no nation, obviously, mm-hmm. as I mentioned before, uh, I would have loved to included, um, I don't know. What else do you have on your, uh, also list? I have, uh, I also have dope straight out of Compton. Mm-hmm. Straight out of Compton I really, was really good. enjoyed. Yeah. Um, one we talked slow West. I thought, I thought about that. I, I really like mm-hmm. slow West and I even thought about bone Tomahawk. Yeah, me too. But bone Tomahawk was just almost too horror, too, yeah, horror too gross for me. But I really thought about slow West a lot because I was like, well, there are, and Quentin Tarantino has admitted that he lifts a lot of ideas from other people. Mm-hmm. There are some real similarities in the slow pace of a story, especially a Western story that we see in slow West and in hateful eight. Mm. Um, but I think Hateful Eight just kind of pushed that a little bit further. Yeah. Uh, Inside Out was one mm-hmm. that uh, almost made my list as an animated movie. I mean, we have watched that movie probably 50 times since really? it hit iTunes because my son, my youngest, loves it to mm-hmm. death. And uh, it's it's really good. I mean, yeah. that one's really good. Yeah. Uh, almost, this one I was towing on, almost taking out uh, either my four or five for it uh, because Mad Max, mm-hmm. I thought, 
um, did something for me that most action films don't, and I think right. that twisted the entire world when it actually came out because it was not the movie oh, yeah, they it's, advertised. It's totally different, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I thought that was really interesting and almost made it on my list. I'm going to guess if you watch Hex Machina, Mm-hmm. It may move up to your into your top five. Really, I think it may kick off your number five. We almost watched it last night. It's really good and it's really scary. Track. I mean, it's really at the end yeah. when the things happen, you're like, "Oh, this is scary," mm-hmm. and then it's like, "Whoa!" Um, <laughs> oddly enough, only because I've watched it again a million times since it came out on um, on video is Minions. Oh, really? That movie is a lot of fun and it's got a really tight story, even though it is only like rated at fifty five percent. I mean, it's mm-hmm. nothing great. It's not. Yeah. It is a really sweet story. It'd probably be in my top twenty of twenty fifteen. There you go. But uh, that's that's an, one that people might want to consider. Uh, uh, I mentioned right quickly, uh, Victoria from uh, across the pond mm-hmm. uh, in Germany was trippy because it is one of those one take wonder kind of films where they in the vein of Birdman last year, mm-hmm. but but. Because you know, you, when you start watching these films, you can kind of you pick up on the tricks they're using to hide their edits. Right, right. This one freaked me out because I could not find them. Oh, that's funny. it was terrifying. Like, how are they doing this? I couldn't figure it out. You know, if you had some really good actors today, yeah. You know, we were shooting earlier today with a 4K camera, mm-hmm. and even with the card that I put in there, you can get two and a half hours. Yeah. In on that card, so if you are choreographed and your people are down to it. You could shoot something in one take if you did it right. I mean, part of me thought they would, but then I started adding up all the locations they mm-hmm. were like spanning through Berlin, right, right, and how intent and action sequences and this loud music and club. Like, if they did this in one take, it is the greatest thing that's yeah. ever been made in film. And yeah. I don't think they pulled it off just because how far they stretched throughout Berlin. Uh, but that one blew me away, and it felt so real and organic. It was cool. It was, it was really and, nice. And it's Victoria, is what Victoria, it is. Victoria, okay, yeah. I'll have to check that. Yeah, out. it's really nice. I kind of wish that I would have seen this year a Carol. I wish I would have oh, seen yeah. that. That is one mm-hmm. that uh, we didn't get a chance to see. It didn't come here, obviously. No. Uh, I did not get to see in the heart of the sea. I did get to see the Man from Uncle, which was fun. Yeah. Um, Tangerine is another one that I kind of wanted to see, but I it's one of those that I think you have to be in the mood for. Yeah. But I think if I had seen it, I think it'd probably be on this mm-hmm. list. I agree. It's on Netflix now. It is, and so it's I been on. The other day. It's been on iTunes for a while, and yeah. I did see it on Netflix, and I was like, ah. And I well, I've watched the trailer a couple times, but it's kind of like uh, blue is the what is it? Uh, blue is the warmest blue is color. Warmest color, yeah. It's kind of like that in that it's very intense. That you want to be in the mindset to yeah, watch and it. You, yeah, I think you have to be. So yeah, uh, yeah. there's a couple I haven't been able to watch yet. The Room with. Uh, uh, oh, Brie Larson. Oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. has been getting like crazy, crazy reviews. So, uh, really excited to finally watch that when it comes out. And did you ever watch It Follows? No, I did not movie? because it's a horror movie. Yeah, I, I'm. It, you watched it? No, though, right? I haven't because it's a horror movie. A lot of people are talking things. about it yeah. again. I mean, and it's it's as we're starting to get into this award season now. It Follows came out, I think, in the summertime. Yeah, and it had popped up, and I I don't know if I actually have it on. I don't know if I purchased it or not. I may have, and it's just like, well, this will be one of those that I'll be in the mindset to watch, and then I'll watch. Uh, but I haven't watched it yet, and suddenly people are talking about it again, mm-hmm. and so I'm wondering if people are considering this for something yeah. going forward. So I haven't watched it, so I don't know if it's if it's that great. Did you watch any good uh, documentaries this year? I started on a couple of documentaries. One of them is... Uh, I couldn't tell you the names of them. I'm ha- I'd have to call it up on my, uh, on my iTunes, but I did watch a, a, a couple this year... Um, I think it's this year, Ajiro Loves Sushi, if you've never seen that. Now, this is not a yeah. movie that came out in 2015. No, yeah. Uh, but Jiro Loves Sushi yeah, is really, amazing. really good. Mm-hmm. And then um, 
There's one about a guy who got involved with the mob because people wouldn't listen to his um, ideas about a push button phone. Everybody thought it was supposed to be rotary. And so um, they just shunned him out. He's like, oh, well, okay, I guess I'll go watch. I guess I'll go work for the mob and Uh was doing all these crazy things with the mob. Um, Art and craft. Did did that come out in 2000? No, that came out in 2014. Um, I'm trying to see as I run down my list. Oh, F is for fake. Now this is an old documentary, but you watch it and it is super good. It's by Orson Welles. Oh, right, um, yeah. And it's one that I had told you before. I said, you really need to watch mm-hmm. it because it's really good. Uh, the Forecaster is another one that I'm about halfway through. I haven't had uh, a chance to to watch it yet. Um, but it is about Martin Armstrong, a millionaire who kind of figured out a formula for the stock market. And then everybody thought he was inside trading and they threw him in jail for a number of years. Uh, the one that I'm thinking, the other one that I was talking about, it came out in 2013, but I only became aware of it this year, is Genius on Hold. It is about um, Walter L. Shaw, a brilliant telecommunications inventor who created call forwarding, touchstone dialing, speakerphone, voice recognition. He's the president, uh, the presidential red phone and more. And then uh, because people got greedy and locked him out, he started working for the mob. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I watched uh, we watched the going clear Mm, one mm -hmm. uh, about Scientology on HBO, Mm -hmm. which was uh, creepy and terrifying. Mm -hmm. And then I watched, um, okay, we just watched Welcome to Leith about a town in North Dakota where a notorious uh, white supremacist moved Mm. and tried to create a town for all these white supremacists from around the world to come live in. Uh, It is really well done. I thought it was much like a Radiolab episode where they take two sides of it, where they tell the the uh, citizen side of they don't want this man here, mm-hmm. but then they can't, they don't go into it very far, but they definitely get into it a little bit about the freedom of speech aspect of what he was really doing oh, interesting. and uh, what, I mean, they're allowed to have these, these views and everything in America. Right. I mean, and so that was really interesting. And then uh, there's one more that I watched that I can't quite remember, but those two, Oh, we watched uh, meet the Patels. We went to the art uh, theater in Salina and watched mm-hmm. it, and that was really, really interesting and good. The final one that I'll mention, and I'm only going to mention because I thought it was really good, and it was something that kind of took me by surprise because I'm not I, – I like cars, and I like watching you know, like the Meekum Autumn auto mm-hmm. auctions, and if I had the money, I'd buy. You know, I have a collection <laughs> of Mustangs and everything. Um, and I'm a fan of Adam Carolla, and I know that his name turns people off right away. Mm-hmm. But he did this um, – documentary this year and i'm a kickstarter backer of that so that we got um everything out of the way but winning it's the racing life of paul newman many people don't know that paul newman spent more years being a race car driver and winning national and international championships than he did in acting Mm -hmm. and uh adam carolla did a very very good job of of telling this story that many people don't know and interviewing some fantastic people about this. And I think because of his name and the way people think about him because of things that he's been involved with in the past that they just don't like him. Watch this movie. Mm. It is really good. There are moments in there where I was crying and I was like, why am I crying about this? (laughs) And so it's, it's really good. And uh, people should check it out. It's called winning the racing life of Paul Newman. It's really deserving. And I wish that this was one that he could have put out there in, a limited release or something like that. I know they had one showing in Los Angeles, so maybe it qualifies. I don't think he would ever uh, be nominated, but this is definitely an Oscar winning documentary. Wow. It wow. really is. And uh, so, yeah, that's probably the best one that I watched this year. That's great. Yep. All right. So number ones, 
my uh, number one film of the year. Uh, when I was thinking back, I, I I put it up there and I couldn't really think of anything to take it off. Uh, it blew me away. I thought for a production company who has made some of the best movies of its genre uh, ever, this is the best one I think they've made. My number one, uh, you mentioned Steven, is Inside Out. Oh, okay. Inside Out just destroyed me oh, emotionally. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was brilliant on all levels and how uh, deep it got into the emotional aspect of, mm-hmm. of a child or just mm-hmm. a human in general uh, when they even go into like traditional animation oh, to yeah. do the... Yeah, when uh, they get into the, th- the higher thoughts yes. and they're breaking everything down and everybody comes mm-hmm. to the Mitchell. It's a very good movie because it looks at things. It, it brings you high ideas in a very simple, easy to understand mm-hmm. form. And this is a movie, and again, my youngest loves this movie. And we're, you know, I could just shout out real, really loud right now. <laughs> you know, who's the friend that likes to play? And he'll probably yell from us to other, bing bong, bing bong. <laughs> I mean, he starts picking up on really subtle things that you don't notice before. It's mm-hmm. like, Hey, how come in mom's mind, all of the people are women Mm -hmm. and in dad's mind, everybody's a boy. Why is the girl? Why is there a combination of these? Makes Mm -hmm. you wonder, doesn't it? Yeah. And, you know, you just start picking up on a lot of different stuff that I think that Disney and the creators are very good at not explaining because I think it would cause a lot of people to get really upset. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, it's a good movie. It yeah. really is good. And even after 20, 30, 50, 100 times that we've watched this, the part where Bing Bong jumps out or the part <laughs> where she realizes she doesn't want to run away still mm-hmm. gets me choked up. I, I agree, man. It's just uh, the level of depth and thought that went into this film. I mean, I don't know if this will get nominated for Best Script as the Oscars, but I think is really when you break it down is one of the best scripts. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is Peter doctor or Pete doctor yep. who did, um, what was the one he just finished up, uh, not too long ago. Um, didn't he do, uh, monsters Inc. Yes, he did monsters Inc. He did up. That's oh, the yeah, one that's that I'm right. thinking uh, of up and Wally again, yeah. classic movies that, that do a great job. It, you know, it was a great year. For, it was both a great year and a horrible year for Pixar because mm-hmm. first you have inside out, which was phenomenal. Yeah. And then that's followed up by uh, whatever it is, the Land good, of the, the Great the, dinosaur, the good dinosaur, the Good Dinosaur. Yeah, which which I think underwhelmed a lot of people. Didn't I've do heard, very good. I've heard people who went and seen it really enjoyed it, mm. but I don't think. Uh, I mean, it is not certainly the box office kind of Pixar movie that you would expect. Which is odd too. I mean, here they have something that's great, and people mm-hmm. are just like Gaga over. And then you've got the Good Dinosaur, which I haven't seen, but no. I have little interest to see it. Mm-hmm. And I was, and you know, it's like, hey, it's a story that takes place inside of inside your mind. Yeah, yeah. How exciting is that going to be? Here's a movie about a dinosaur and people. Oh, that sounds exciting. <laughs> right, but right. you know, it's totally opposite from the way that I that I feel about mm-hmm. that. So yeah, it's a good pick for number one, Zach. Thank you. My number one is one yes. that you and I were both excited about. For a long time leading up to it. Oh, okay. It is The Martian, based on Andy Uh, Weir's 2001 uh, book about uh, saving Matt Damon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Apparently someone uh, this week is pointing out, you know all these movies that Matt Damon's in where you have to go (laughs) rescue Matt Damon? You know how much money we've spent trying to rescue Matt Damon? Um, But The Martian was just something I wasn't expecting coming off of a year where Interstellar was the best movie of the year before. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking, oh, another space movie. It's not going to be as good. Gravity you know, kind of freaks people out about space travel. And then here's this story about hope. Mm -hmm. Here's this story about determination. 
Uh, here's this story about, you know, trying to cope and remain sane. And there's something about this movie that I just really like above all else. Yeah. The, the uh, cinematography is uh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, uh, Ridley Scott did a fantastic job in directing and bringing this to life and then using some realish science to yeah, yeah, make yeah. it believable. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really good. And I want to see more movies like interstellar and like the Martian that are showing people that we do have this grit and determination. And Oh, by the way, here's real science uh, being yeah. thrown into that. Yeah. Uh, I really like that a lot. That's the re- interesting thing about these, these space travel science movies that have been coming out the last two years is the realistic nature of them. I mean, obviously star Wars kind of throws a hint into that old idea, mm-hmm. but these, vi- there's two major films done by legendary directors yeah. who undertook films and made a point of putting real science into them, which right. is very interesting. Right, right. So that was my number one. And uh, just to reiterate, Hateful Eight, yep. Star Wars, Dope, Predestination, and The Martian. Yeah, and I had Selma, Star Wars, Meadowland, End of the Tour, and Inside Out. Uh, I thought it was a really good movie, a really good year it was. for movies. Yeah, and, and just go back and look at all the episodes that we did. Originally, um, you know, the Zach... Um, summer movie special was just supposed to be about movies that came out during the summer but yeah you know as inside out came out and as these other movies came out it's like well we need to talk about these movies yeah yeah, yeah. and i'm glad we did because we had more of those shows this year than we did during the regular zach on film mm-hmm. that we did when we used to examine classic films at least now we're examining modern classics yeah, we're looking yeah. at the classics of today and i think we're doing a great job yeah i, I agree i think we i think we killed it this year uh next year I think we'll probably start off. We'll probably do a lot of Oscar talk right at the beginning. Probably. It's going to be good. We're going to make some mm-hmm. uh, make some picks for yep. what we think are going to be nominated, yep. and then uh, do a little pick them after they get announced. Yep. And uh, will, so that'll be a I, lot of fun. And I do want to talk. I do want to talk about next time uh, the awful movie no, experience that I had with the Hateful Eight. Absolutely, I think it's important for people to know about. I think no. it's important to talk about why I'm so upset about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll talk about that next time on. Absolutely, Zach on that'll be great. That'll be next time on Zach on Film. In the meantime, while you're waiting for the next episode to come out, head over to Majorspoilers.com where you can find movie news, comic book news, and all sorts of other stuff that'll pique your interest throughout the week. Uh, While you are there reading those great articles, click on that Amazon.com link. I'm sure a bunch of you got Amazon gift cards for uh, your holiday season. I know I did. I have a lot of books I want to buy, some movies, some criterion stuff I have on my wish list. I'm going to use that link at Majorspoilers.com. It's not going to cost me any extra. It won't cost you any extra, but a little bit. We'll come back to major spoilers uh, to help run this giant enterprise of media that you listen to and read every week. Uh, so that is that link over at majorspoilers.com. So next week, or next time we're on Deck on Film, we'll talk about Stephen's horrible, horrible experience watching Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight next time on Zach on Film. Major Spoilers Podcast, copyright 2009. Major Spoilers Podcast, copyright 2010. Major Spoilers is copyright 2007. Major Spoilers is copyright 2012. Major Spoilers is copyright 2013. Major Spoilers is copyright 2014. This podcast is copyright 2015 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. This podcast is copyright 2016 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.